Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.
Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two story four bedroom detached houses at Ubuju East Legon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi East Legon, Zion House, Sofa Line Interchange, Kumasi. National offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. The stage is set and ready to blast with Ghana's latest music reality show. Twelve budding musicians have survived the additions and are ready to journey to stardom. I have fears, you have fears too. Don't you cry, change is here. My baby bust up the silent oh. When I come home, everything will be alright. Make an appointment on Joy Prime. Charlie. You've worked on it today, dear. You spell there. I think you have something that you really need to work on. Cues and lyrics on Sunday, April 16, 2023, at 8:30 p.m. It's going to be nothing short of exciting. Produced by Joy Prime, your ultimate experience, and powered by Hits FM. Cues and lyrics bring on the music.
Welcome back to Ghana Connect. Tonight, like I told you, we are discussing some really vexed matters. Matters having to do with the state of affairs. Ghana has just a little over a year to go into the crucial 2024 election. You would realize that the rhetoric around this election is really high. The tempo is really high. The NPP have said that they are going to break the eight. And they've said that they're going to be the first political party in this fourth Republican history to be able to do so. A party that will go two consecutive terms and win another term afterwards. The NDC have also said that they are winning this election come what may. And recently, the NPP had an event at Kwewu. They had a walk and the food and agri minister made some comments which has generated some conversation. Listen to this brief report. And then when we come back, my guests are set for tonight's Ghana Connect. The National Youth Organizer of the NDC was the first to take on the Greek minister for his comment. On a Facebook Live video, Mr. Yamin said the only reason Brian Achampon is getting away with his comment is because the leader of the NPP, as well as the president of the country, Nanado Dankwe Kufuado, has set a bad example. Me as a national organizer, I will not be leading the NDC into the next election only for Brian A. Champion and the MPP to just make useless statements like he has made. And this is not the first time the first person who made that statement, unfortunately, is coming from the President of the Republic. Featuring the on the probe Sunday, April 9, with MFA Apau, MP for Ibuakwa South, Samuel Atachia, said his colleagues' comments have been taken out of contest he wants the public to ignore. In fact, it's, it's been taken out of context. I was on the stage, actually. Mm -hmm. it, it, there was nothing fiery about it. It was just in context that, that like you having a good fight, I'll beat you to pulp. Mm -hmm. If you said that, doesn't mean that you're going to use violence or anything like that. It's a political language. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit surprised that people are giving it some violence undertones and all that. He, ne he never, I mean, exhibited anything which was a violent in character. So I was surprised. He was surprised. But I was there listening to what he said. We will not let you come to power. What does mm -hmm. it mean? Because they will never hand over to power. Of course. That means we will we, we'll break the eight. But founding member of the NPP, Dr. Yahon Yahon Tamaklu, will not consider the comment lightly. According to him, he cannot sit down unconcerned in the face of such, quote, destructive political statement by some recalcitrant element in the political class. Without doubt, the statement by Brian Achampon can lead this nation into destruction beyond the extent the Akufuado government has caused, unquote. He noted in a statement he issued, security analyst Dr. Ishmael Norman has called on the IGP to invite Mr. Brian Achampon for further questioning. According to him, the comment may have security implications regardless of the intent of the speaker. He spoke on Joy FM's Super Morning Show there is a thin line between energizing the political base and weaponizing them. If this kind of talk continues, then Mr. Achampong himself will be considered to be an unethical political leader because a leader would adhere to the rule of law. So this is the context of this conversation that are set tanks wagging and people talking about the level of heated political rhetoric as the nation inches closer to that crucial 2024 election. The comments, as you may have now, as you may now be aware, 
was received with widespread public condemnation, with some civil societies even calling on President Ikufado to call Brian Achampon, who is now Minister for Food and Agriculture, to order. The MPP is, however, standing by its MP, insisting there is nothing wrong with the statement and that, indeed, that was a response to alleged similar comments made by former President John Mahama. You'll recall that the former president had said that the 2024 election will be a do-or-die affair. The NDC's legal directorate, as we know now, have since petitioned the Police Criminal Investigations Department asking it to arrest and prosecute Brian Achampon. There's a twist. I'll come, that, I'll come to that shortly. But John Mahama, this week at a campaign stop, has been defending the specifics of the comments he made regarding do or die. He has some explanation. Listen. As for the name JM, NPP hears it and they can't sleep all of a sudden. I'm not even scary, but still, whenever they hear my name, they get restless. So I said, as for the upcoming 2024 election, it's a do or die affair. Now do or die, bro, focus on. I just said, Bibia, a year so critical. I was saying, yeah, Bibia, send everybody out with Dinko Dimomo. Any friend, do or die. In the English language, do or die means doing all you can to get victory within a given circumstance. I just said, now, final match for the league to end. Now, Obakun Edi Bakun in by one point. Some match, you know, last match, you know. And no, now, Obi Winia, Nature, we did league, you know. Some match, you know, you bet me, I can say, as for this football match, it's a do or die affair. So tonight, we ask what is resulting in this sudden heightened political climate as the country heads towards the 2024 election. And what does that even signal? Plus, is the police being proactive enough? Are they going after sex talks or they are only going after what they will call small fishes or persons who aren't that politically significant? And so how can we hold the police to account on such matters? Connecting with me in studio very soon, I'll be joined in studio by Julius Kwame Anthony, a student of the law, former general secretary of the National Union of Ghana Students. Joshua Worship Frimpon is also a law student. He's currently the acting president of the Law Student Association of the Ghana Institute of Management and Public Administration. Imano Kojo Krantin, he likes to call himself Manuel, but he's called Imanol actually. He's my colleague here at Joy News, and he's currently pursuing a postgraduate degree in the United Kingdom, Brighton to be specific. He now sports some deadlock and other things. I'll, I'll put those to him. And he has some interesting perspective to share on this, and also Divine Edem Kwajode also have a quite a checkered history in student politics. He was until recently, General Secretary of the National Union of Ghana Students. He was succeeded by Julius Anthony. He was also the president of Alexander Dumkapon Hall, JCR, on the University of Ghana campus. So the two gentlemen will join me in the studio shortly. But let me start first with my guest on Zoom. Um, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Bismarck, yeah. can you hear me? Good evening. Yeah, Divine, what name did you just call me? Right. So, guys, yes. um, uh, let, let, let me start first with you, Manuel. I mean, you've been doing this for some time. And are you, are you surprised that just about a year and a half, 
to the next election, such heated rhetoric is coming up. Yeah, quick, quick, good evening. Um, to answer the question bluntly, I am not surprised in the least. In fact, if you check the history and really the literature in the past couple of um, electoral cycles in Ghana, every penultimate year to an election year, these rhetorics actually, you know, begin to pop up. Um, we can go back to 2019 and then 2020, the same thing happened. In 2015 and 2016, the same thing happened. You can go way back, even up until somewhere in 2000, 2000, um, and, and one, the same thing happened. And it's become a trend which really is worrying, worrying in the sense that um, there, there doesn't seem to be any way to hold these political actors um, um, you know, accountable. And when they are in opposition, they sing one song. As you can hear, and as you did play uh, the John Mahama sound, when they're in opposition, they sing one song. And when they come into power, they do everything to defend themselves. In 2016, when we had an uh, um, all-die-be-die um, statement from um, um, the current president, Tanakufuado, his party and his ilk went all out to defend him. And at the time, they were in opposition. You had members of the NDC who at the time in government also in the same fashion come out to condemn, indeed, um, you know, large complaints here and there. The same thing is happening in 2023. This time around, the NPP in power and then the NDC at the other side of the aisle. And so I'm not, I'm not really surprised that it's coming up at this particular point in time. But as we will, you know, delve into much... Uh, later in the conversation what does this incident portend for the future of elections in ghana and what does it mean for the you know the unsuspecting electorate who only want to go out and queue and then vote like it happened in Techiman south you know like it happened in ayaso west were gone they only want to go out and cast their ballot what do some of these volatile statements um, mean for those people who be going out to vote as we're having this conversation mm. right you are really already sounding like an academic waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all lifelock plans are backed by the million dollar protection package so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I see what Brighton is doing to you over there, but we'll come to that shortly. <laughs> let, let me go to Divine. Divine. What yes. do you also make of that as preliminary comments? Do you really feel that there is something to be concerned or something to be worried about at this point in time? Uh, definitely, Kweku, there's, there's really a lot to be concerned about, not just something, but a lot. Um, as Manuel rightly indicated, um, every year before an election year, and even in election years itself, what we have realized is an increasing spate of very charged up speech by our political actors and um if if we do not um, take care what it is going to do is that the nation is going to become so polarized such that getting the nation back getting our political actors back together is going to become very difficult now if you if you look at um, a lot of places where there's a lot of political polarization that lead to violence when you look at our african neighbors it started with political speeches of such nature and so it is definitely something to be concerned about because if we want to have a very mature democracy one that recognizes that losing elections does not mean the end of the world then we would have to be concerned about this uh speak of of charged up rhetoric of, uh, for want of a better word, uh, violent rhetoric that are political actors. So definitely, it's something to be concerned about. As my preliminary comment. Right, right. So let me let me let me then come to you, Julius. There are those who have said that some of these things are mere political campaign talks that do not really mean anything. And going substantive into this conversation with you, because. When persons go onto the campaign platform, they see all these people, a sea of people wearing political colors. The tendency to get energized, to make comments. Some have said that they are really nothing and that in 2024, we'll go into election, everything will be peaceful, we'll go out there and some of these comments ultimately will not matter. Do you agree? I, I don't. I don't agree. If a politician mounts a platform and the only way to charge up the crowd is to incite violence and make claims about how they are going to face the opponent on the field as though it was war, then that politician has obviously failed on his mandate on delivering on the fundamental things that the people expect from him, including a, 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 a good economy, a, a peaceful environment, good drinking water, and all those things that people expect from that politician. So if the politician's only way of charging people up is to threaten violence and all that, and he has obviously failed. And it is the failure that is pushing, especially the incumbent, to be doing the things they are doing. If you have all performed and you have no doubt, okay, in, in the people's support for you, you know that the people are charged up for you, they will renew your mandate, then you have no point worrying about, you know, your opponent or whatever force they are marshalling or whatever. I mean, if you say that it's just comments, we saw the realities on the ground. 2020 election. People were shot and killed in this country in the name of election. What the ordinary Ghanaian wants is to go queue, vote peacefully, and go home. 
And people go and vote because they are expressing their aspirations or they are expressing their disappointments and the expectations they have had in the past and they do not get. So if the person wants just this avenue to do that, and then you think that it's a matter of you expressing who can marshal more force than the other, then we are into trouble. And I really think that we need to be measured and the politicians who do this, they must be repudiated. And the, the lack of repudiation is the reason why we have someone like Brian Champon go on a platform and make those comments. Is the reason why we have it because if the events that led up to 2020 election are anything to go by, if the events that led up to the election of speaker in parliament are anything to go by, then it means we encourage them to do this in parliament. No disrespect to Mr. Kaloza Hinkra, but he went, took a ballot paper, almost chewing it, running helter-skelter, but he is on parliament's disciplinary committee of a sort. You, you understand what I'm saying? The, 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 the committee of privileges. privileges. He's on that committee. So if a person who does that, in the eyes of all Ghanaians, everybody could see him on the eve of uh, the election of the speaker, to be the rabble-rouser in the chamber, took ballot papers, running about, something children shouldn't even do. It's on parliament's quote-unquote disciplinary committee because when privileges issues come, when discipline of members and all those things come, they are the people who listen to it. If you allow such a person to serve on that committee, then it, it, it speaks of what we are doing as a people. It shows that we are not serious mm. because there was no punishment for the person for what he did, but he was placed on a committee which is supposed to check the behavior of other people. But, but Julius, aren't so, these two scenarios different? The, the, the Someone two, the, actually did something, mm -hmm. and Brother, Brother Champon can lay the claim that he was only making a political statement. Indeed, there are those who have sought to justify what he said by saying he laid the context to say that, well, the NPP will actually win the next election. And if they do win, then if you win, you don't have to handle why, power. Why, why, are you, why are you making a hypothesis of violence and responding to it yourself when the people you are going on the field with, I, I, I don't know if there was the need to respond to anything because if you say he placed it in contest, what contest? If there was something that somebody said, a threat of violence or something, and he says he would even respond, I would make peace with that. There was none. And on your own, you set up a hypothesis and respond. What that betrays is that you are one who is already marshalling some, you know, foul means of going into the election. Probably you are the one preparing to use force or to use violence in the election. And so you're hypothesizing that in the events that the other person does this, it means he already has some intention or some have formed some plan to use force in the election, which should not be countenance. And I am saying that these two scenarios are not necessarily different. The problem is when people do these things, what is our response to it? What do we do to them? We reward them. And that is the problem. If, if someone could disrupt the election of, of, of the Speaker of Parliament and there was no repudiation for it, he was placed on a committee that's supposed to check the discipline of others, then we see these things going on and on and on. And let them be cautious that always in this country, we assume that the people themselves are very peaceful. They are not going to do anything. The politician can do whatever he likes. But I don't think it can continue for long. History does not support that idea. If you keep doing that, there will be a time you, the one who think that you are the one who can marshal force and all those things, the people will come for you. And that is a caution that must go to the politicians who are threatening violence, the ones who mount platform and say that they are, they are going to meet each other on the grounds and all those things. Hmm. That's a caution that must go to them. If you have failed as a government, your duty now is to be correcting that Check your figures. Make sure you are delivering on the mandate of the people. Make sure you are curbing their disappointments. You are mitigating their suffering. When you do that, you would have no need to want to use force to lose election. And you see, their behavior betrays a, a lack of a fundamental understanding on what democracy is about. 
democracy is about the people, not you. So if you think it's just, just to play a little bit of a devil advocate, really, mm. I mean, politics is about delivering. I mean, governance is about delivering to the people, right? But you don't get to deliver to the people if you are not in government. Yes, but you, so, are, you have no so business being in government. You have no business being in government if the people don't agree with you. That you don't have to put the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. So in this time around, mm -hmm. you have to win the election first. If you really think you have superior knowledge about how to govern the people, make their lives better, mm -hmm. win the election first. No, no the, 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 the essence of democracy is that your superior knowledge mm. and your means of delivering it should be your means to get into power. Not that you have superior knowledge and for that matter you can use force and when you get into power then you show us your superior knowledge. Show us your superior knowledge. Someone like Brian Champon, he's already in government. He's a minister of state. His ministry is one of the worst performing in this country. At, at, the, at the most record low, if you check the figure. So if you have the opportunity, it's not, it's not even a matter of putting the card before the horse. In his case, his government has been in power for how long? Over six years. What do they have to show for it? The worst government in the history of this country by far so if you have the opportunity to have shown the people that this is what you can do and they can they should give you an easy way to power and you have failed completely you have no business now trying to use force or threaten force if he is really delivering if his government is really delivering brian should not have a business worrying about what his opponents say or don't do hmm. he should be very confident in in, 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 in in his work over the last six years and know that his mandate will be re re renewed. renewed. Not right. go on a platform and be threatening violence. He is shouldn't do that. And nobody will tolerate it. That should be what they should know. Okay. That the, this country is but not going is, to but work. That is, but that is the point people the, are making. The, this it seems country to be is like, not going to well, work. Brian Atampon has said something. And someone says, well, if you come with 10 cutlasses, we'll come with 20. It's that, warmongering. But Julius, I'll come to you. I'll okay, come to you again. Sure. Then we can, we, can, we can delve into that. But um, Worship has also joined us on phone. Now, worship. I understand you are caught in some traffic on your way here, but it's good that by way of technology you can join us on phone. What are your views on some of the perspectives your your colleagues have shared around the table? Can you hear me? I I do. I can hear you. Great. Um, thank you. Good evening. I'm giving you to our listeners. I I'm listening generously to the remarks by uh, my colleague and. I think that my, my comments are not far from what you're saying. Only that, you know, this conversation really centers on the freedom of expression as a fundamental and irrevocable right, and the level of the, the limitations that are constituting phases of the journey of this fundamental right. You understand that even though, as the case, one of our nationality constituting grants that we are allowed to enjoy this particular right and express our opinion, the constitution also places some limitations and actual calls to the right constitution. That this enjoyment to be subject to the freedoms of others and public interest. And we understand generally what public interest will mean that um, the general will be in the welfare of, of the society. And it's suffice to say that if we are making these remarks, if we're expressing our feelings as an enjoyment of this right, so worship I I have a little challenge with your phone. It's it's a bit muffled your sound. We'll try and fix that, and then we'll get back to you. But, guys, let's make this as conversational as possible. You can chip in. So all your microphones will be on. You can join in. Whenever anyone is making a comment, you can chip in. Let's make Ghana Connect as conversational as possible. For those of you listening, you can also join us um, um, via WhatsApp 055-111-997. 055-111-997. You can join us on WhatsApp and share your thoughts on this conversation. So... Right, let's zoom right into the conversation. Let me start again with you, Manuel. You've heard some of the things Manuel have said about 
political parties and the tendency to think that, well, you can get to power through certain means and then later implement your ideas. Where do all these warmongering and these talks, if Bernard Champon's comments and John Mohammed's do or die comments even fit that in the first place? And I would also be very interested in knowing what you think about whether or not Bernard Champon's comments, if there's anything to go by, is comparable to John Mohammed's do or die comments. And does this explanation make any sense? Does the explanation really change what he's spoken about? I really want to hear your thoughts on that, Manuel. So, Kweku, let me maybe take the issues on a different, um, you know, a number of levels, right? And then start off by making the point that Brian A. Champon in his personal capacity, whether as a member of parliament or as minister of state, does not have a responsibility. In fact, he has no power whatsoever in a determination of whether or not a political party goes ahead to hand over power to the next um, 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 party that wins elections or not. So in himself, Brandy Champong has no business even making this comment. Even if he goes ahead to do as he has done now, his words are as good as nothing. But Mano, just a second. The background of Bernard Champo, isn't it interesting? He's, uh, he's recently, until being there, exactly, exactly, he was exactly the Minister the of State at the, at the, at the Interior Min National Security Ministry. National he's State alleged State. to have played moved. some role in Ayawaso West Wogan and other things. You were there around the time. You were doing yes. the morning show on Lake Campus Exclusive and you covered that election. So you know what I'm talking about? Doesn't this come in and makes the statement a little bit even more weightier than an exactly, individual exactly. on the front Quick, of his own. And, and if you had allowed me to, to <laughs> land, maybe you'd have gotten the import of uh, the Well, I won't let you I'm land. You are not I'm a saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> Brian Champagne is in his, in his personal capacity does not have any business determining whether or not a party hands over power to the next that is elected. However, and if you had listened to the commentary on this particular matter in the past week, you'd be even more incensed because over the weekend, um, Samuel Atatia, a leading member of the party, said, oh, you know, what you're saying right now, oh, just political talk, just political statement. Oh, God, yeah, he was just, you know, um, you know, just speaking and charging the base and so on and so forth. On the next Monday, the national organizer of the party, um, Harry Nanabwache, goes on national radio and says that, you know what, we endorse it. This is a position of the party. And that is where, for me, it becomes a problem. A party which has been alleged, and this is not just an allegation, this was a whole commission of inquiry that was set up by the president. It, you know, had public, it made public hearings and then found that this same individual who we are talking about tonight had a role, a very significant role to have played in the, um, the, the terrible I also West were gone by election violence and recommended sanctions for him. In terms of sanctions, I don't know what, what sanctions privately he was given, but as a public officer, if he's being sanctioned, I think that you and I deserve to know what sanctions he was giving. We don't know that, but he was moved as Minister of State in charge of National Security at the presidency to the Interior Ministry. And, and, and you're wondering that, okay, so is that the punishment? A commission of inquiry sits and says that, you know what, well, this guy has done something that led to the maiming of, of, of um, innocent electorate. Punish him, and then he's moved from the presidency to another ministry. Is that in itself, um, to an extent, a subtle endorsement of the actions that the gentleman is alleged to have undertaken? That's a question for me. And then, two, and, 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 and then, two, 
you move on up until now. In fact, we've heard the president, and I will not um, perhaps penalize the president for having made that statement. Because in his situation, there was a very important context that he said, that he's looking forward to, in the spirit of breaking the eight, handing over power in 2025 to a new NPP government. Now, that president had been set. Now, Brian Champon goes on stage and says that, you know what, by hook or crook, whatever it takes to maintain power, we are going to do it. But that, it raises eyebrows and it raises questions, given his personal you know, relationship with violence and, you know, recommendations of reputable commissions of inquiry for him to have been punished. And then I expect that just like in 2009, quick, if you would remember, a similar situation happened after the 2008 election and the NPP was quite disgruntled, you know, about the, the, the win of um, um, the former president, may God rest his soul, John Evans Atamels. John Kufour made a very emphatic statement. He said, as for the constitution, it says that when the electoral commission declares another person as having won the election, my job as a president is an incumbent president as regarding the Pre uh, Presidential Transitions Act, what I'm supposed to do is to hand over power. So if the party NVP thinks that it is peeved and it has problems with the processes, go to court. For me, I am going to hand over power. And that, for me, was a real show of leadership. Now, this time around, we are not seeing what we saw in 2009. Yeah, but 2025 20, hasn't come yet. No, 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 no. 2025 does not need to has at no point in time been like that of President Kufuado. And his government. It has never been like that. President Kufuado's posture, when it comes to these electoral issues, has always been a subtle endorsement of the violence. In 2020, the violence that led to his re-election, what did the president ever say about it? Nothing. Maybe he just wasn't Nothing. seized with enough that, facts to be able to make informed The president of the Republic no, of no, Ghana, but, but having cool, seen the, enough the eight, from the election that re-elected him, when eight people died, how preposterous. I, it means I, the president Chima, is not in charge. I mean, so if our president is truly in charge of this country, does not endorse violence of any sort, he should have said something about these comments. Moreover, he spoke about the recommendation of a committee in reference to Mr. Brian Echampo. The president just shelved that recommendation and did nothing about it. So this president's posture has never been like that of well, President Kufuor. This new president has never been like that of President Kufuor. The, uh, the commission's report. And then accepted some. Rejected. And rejected some. Yeah, rejected and and some. rejected the most okay. consequential ones. Well, maybe As to whether they, or not they, he, they explained. They explained uh, why. Uh, they raised points of law. And what what points of law? On what basis? What points of law? On what basis? For instance, that, they, that, they that, say, for instance, that when it comes to double and other such persons who were mentioned, for instance, the committee could not really. Uh, by an example, for instance, when mm -hmm. he appeared before the vetting committee of parliament, those issues came up. And the explanation was that the government, by issuing that white paper, did not find enough reason. To believe that the committee or the commission had established some proof against no, them for no, them to be no, able to take no, that no, out. no, 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 no. This was something that happened in the eyes of everybody. Mm. People saw it. And moreover, that you, you 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 oh yes. People saw it and they have videos. And if 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 there is basis to believe that the people who go who went there were commissioned by him, what what excuse do you have? For not following the recommendations of the committee and the president if he says that there are, there's no evidence to support what the committee is saying i don't know what process he he undertook to say that there's no evidence to support them and if he had a, a, a process upon himself 
to have determined whether there's evidence to support the conduct of people, then what was the essence of the committee? So mm -hmm. you set up a committee, the committee does its job, then you now come back and tell them but, that but, I could have done it better. But, and there's no evidence to support what you have done. And for that matter, there will be no sanction. Then this person is rewarded. Eight people died in the election that elected you. You say nothing about it. Mm. Your party, your party goes about saying that they will use whatever means after failing the people on the economy and everything. They will use whatever means to retain power. And unlike your predecessor, you would say nothing about this. I mean, the, the, the election that handed over power to President Ekufuado in 2016, how many people were killed? How many Ghanaians died? Zero. The election that uh, 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 ensured his re-election, whether he was actually truly re-elected, I don't know. That <laughs> election, how many people died? Eight. Well, he and seen. he said nothing about and, and, it. And so this is a question. Okay, okay. So, so Manuel, I, I, I want to come back yeah. briefly to you in a minute. Yeah. Indulge okay, me for a minute. Cool. Let me hear um, 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 Divine. He's been itching to say something. I'm, I'm seeing him on the Zoom. I mean, moving yeah. his lips. What's the point? I want to take it first from your point about the president not seeing enough reason to, to as it were, sanction Brandy Champon. If the president did not see enough reason to sanction him, why did he move him from the presidency to the interior ministry as a form of demotion, so to speak? It, it means that they recognized that something bad had happened and that this was the level of punishment they were going to give him. But we are saying that that level of punishment is not enough because he was still, number one, a member of the government. Number two, he was still responsible for certain parts of our security architecture, which he himself, by ordering the brutalities at Ayawaso West, had breached. And so it goes back to what Manuel and Julius were saying, that this is a president that continuously to subtly endorse the violent actions and violent and of people of his party. And so if you want to ease tensions, if you want to ease tensions in the country, if you want to prevent politicians from issuing violent rhetoric, then we have to start from the person who is the leader of the country and who is the commander-in-chief of our Ghana Armed Forces and who ultimately is responsible for the security of the state. Mm. This man is also responsible. Your call has been put on hold. The president is also responsible, Bismarck, for for easing tensions. And so, yes, and so if the same president is subtly endorsing the violent actions of people that have been entrusted with the security of the state, then, I mean, I, I don't know why we can turn around and blame others who follow suit. Because they see that, I mean, our president is leading the way. Mm. So ultimately, ultimately, the responsibility for responsible political talk lays first with the president, second with the ruling party. Because as a party that has formed the government, if anything is to go wrong in the country, then you have a you have some 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 responsibility, some, some responsibility to take for to, that. To, to take for that. Right. Yes. So, because you 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 bet mm, the government. Right. So um worship I'll come to you shortly on what do you say about this attempt, and I mean, before this conversation, I don't really talk about President Kufuad and what he can see or cannot see because while some of those things may mean much, I, I had not paid much attention. So I'll come to you on that and what your expectation of the president is. And if these claims that because the president has not spoken about this, the social endorsement is anything to go by. But Mano, you, you were making some points before um, Julius and Divine Wait, rambled, who? rousing their way to. <laughs> 
Kweku, let, I, I want us to move away from this conversation of subtle endorsement. Because on Joy FM Super Morning Show on Monday, Easter Monday, the national organizer of the NPP said, this is the position of the party. This is not a subtle endorsement. This is a de facto it's an actual endorsement. And an, an actual endorsement by the political party, which is currently forming the government. And, and so let us move away from this, you know, a subtle, latent endorsement. It is not subtle. It is not latent. Until, for instance, the president comes to say, okay, this is not what he intended to say. This is what we are saying. I think that's the position of the national organizer um, supersedes any of those. Now, moving on. You see, I don't want us to make it a, an MPP or a government in power conversation. Because as recent as the 2020 election, a media monitoring report, uh, you know, commissioned by the Media Foundation for West Africa, found 582, 582 instances of irresponsible commentary on our radio television platforms in Ghana. They monitored 60 for six months. Now, out of these 582, a whooping 218 of them were found to have been made by the NPP and the NDC followed with 135. The, the, the party that came you know, closest to the two of them was the UFP with Party 26. I'm not saying that it's good to have 26 incidents of irresponsible commentary, but you can look at the gap. And so it is neither a, a, you know, just an NPP conversation or just an NDC conversation. The two leading political parties in the country have connived and indeed they have you know, uh, committed themselves to as it were irresponsible talk and you can take away president kufado's all die be die conversation you can take away brandy champions we will not hand over john mahama himself on this campaign and 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 we've had him say well the ndc is a party that was formed from you know revolution and if it comes to violence and mayhem you can't unleash more than us it is not a competition of who can unleash more violence than who and for me when i look i sit down as a potential you know voter and then I, I, I think that, okay, the NPP, for instance, at, at this point, with all of the economic indicators, is not doing anything proper. And so, um, um, hypothetically, I want to vote for an alternative. And then I listen to the news and I hear um, the, 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 the biggest voice or the leading voice of the alternative tell me, oh, you know, we can also unleash violence. And so nobody should think that they have a monopoly over it. I'm disappointed. I think Divine and Antoli, I think they conveniently ignored this point. Because there's a point Mahama has made about the NDC having revolutionary roots and their exactly. ability to unleash violence. And so, yeah, that kind of thing. I think Julius was making a lot of point about the Kufuado. I, 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 you know some of these things from the main uh you know at this point maybe the, the the leader of the opposition party in into the last election because they're going to have you know primaries and so it is not just NPP or it's and just ndc and you you may sit in the studios at kokumlemle and think that oh you know what it's just political talk and whatever but listen in the united states of america the january 6th insurrection that you know had and and the united states of america is one of the biggest democracies that you can have in the world and you can think that these people are more enlightened, these people are not as gullible, and so on and so forth. That's all the things that you say. No disrespect to anybody in Ghana. But Donald Trump, and we know all of his populist co uh, concerns and conversations. I'll quote one of the things he says. He says, we fight like hell. 
And if you don't fight like hell, you. Did the Home Office just block Manuel's um, Zoom? That's why he's gone <laughs> off a little bit. But Julius, I was yeah, making a, I was making America. some point. Now, when you... I, was, I was making some point, Manuel's Manuel's Zoom seemed to have gone out a little bit. We'll try and fix that. But briefly, it's uh, worship. Are you there with me? I'm here quickly. Exactly. Your your network is much better now. What do you say about this attempt? And Julius has 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 what maybe in courtroom they say he has led evidence to seek to to seeking to crucify the president. And alleging that the president may be endorsing all this, I mean, is that is that really founded? Really, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, Julius takes a very strong stance um, against the president, and those, of course, may be deductive reasoning, given the fact that the statements from the incumbent minister of agriculture is a member of the ruling party. And the party has also taken a position um, in affirmation of those statements. Um, I think maybe those, those those are his reasons for saying. But I don't generally think that the president is um, corroborating the statements of Brian Trumpel. Only that, in the absence of his response, we may have to view that uh, his silence is um, in support of, I mean, the, the statements that were made by Brian. Um, but I don't. I generally wouldn't want to strictly say that the president is in support of Brian. But I'm very much worried that there has not been any response from him directly, given that this particular issue has the capacity to threaten the, the peace and safety that we enjoy as a country, and we have um, um, long been sustaining. That those are my points. But you know, Kweku, these 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 state, these issues are rather sensitive, and. I've heard some people argue it on the ground of freedom of expression and, you know, the level of political tolerance that we enjoy as a country. But could you remember that? Even though they ask it, Article 21 of the 1990 Constitution guarantees the enjoyment of freedom of right, it places certain limitations in Article 2 and Article 12 too, that the enjoyment of these rights are subject to the freedoms of others and public interest. Where public interest would mean that the general well-being and welfare of the society Again, we have further gone legislatively to enact the Criminal Offense, Criminal and Offense Act, of which part four, chapter three, talks about offense against peace, talking about certain statements that have the capacity to incite chaos and incite riots. And so we would really want to drift and move away from the conversation of, you know, um, people just making them behind the back of political parties to understanding that these statements really have the capacity to threaten our state, our peace, jeopardize the long, you know, democracy that we have been enjoying, and ensuring that the institutions that have been granted the power and the mandate to prosecute such persons will take effect. Mm. And it brings me back again to the point that, you know, even though Article 88 says that the Attorney General is the one responsible to prosecute such persons, the personalities involved in these situations are of high profile. And so should Attorney General be going after the chairman of the, the rule of the opposition party because of certain comments that according to their discretion and interpretation may you know carry it the has already happened worship it has already happened it has already happened the former chairman of the NDC, yeah. samuel Ufusampofu, was you know was put before court for it has already happened specific okay, comments it has already happened he's not standing trial so, actually 
exactly and 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 i'm saying you of course you're before court so it's not it's not a matter of you know whether it can happen or it cannot happen where there is a will and where there's a political will it will happen and just to back well, to point, tell the lady to leave your door your door is <laughs> it's opening so <laughs> and just to watch his worships for a point on you know the 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 uh, potential this has on our national security and stuff. I was making a point about the United States of America, Donald Trump's comments, and then the January 6th insurrection. And there's a problem in our country they say that, um, yeah, that if you don't know how it feels like, and if you don't know how, uh, um, you know, irresponsible talk and chapter can impact on national security in Ghana. Take an example of one of the biggest eco um, um, economies and really democracies in the world, the United States of America. Its president, now former president, making such incendiary comments, which eventually incited people to go to the capital, riots, and then the, the rest is history. I mean, in that instance, is that what we are looking forward to having in Ghana where, uh, you know, um, um, political party supporters will go to parliament, will go to the Supreme Court, will go to the Jubilee House and besiege the premises. And let nobody deceive you that, oh, this has no impact on people. Listen, in 2020, when I covered the 2020 elections for Joy News, there was a press conference that was organized, and I'll just end my point quickly on this. You covered the 2024 for Joy News as well, right? <laughs> for quick, stay on, focus, eh? focus, stay on the matter. <laughs> there was a press conference <laughs> that was organized by the, by the Greater Accra NDC party. At the time, the chairman was Chairman Adekoka. Now, I covered that press conference. I had a one-on-one -on -one interview with Chairman Adekoka. While we were having this rather heated interview, there were supporters outside of his office who were shouting, these people, and at the time, you remember, we could join FM, um, join news, and the election headquarters had projected President Akufuado as being re-elected. Evans Mensa had done that and put you in trouble at the NDC headquarters. Wow. And 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 the party supporters had been fed with the notion by the leaders of the party that, you know, we have won the election and it has been stolen. And the media is in a cahoot with the party in power to make sure that we are deprived of our legitimacy in the presidency. This was what was festering. In fact, there were the, the NDC supporters were massing up at the EC's head, headquarters at Rage. And I asked Chairman Adekoka that, why are you sitting here and why are you not, for instance, on the streets um, with the people that you're asking to go on the street? He could not answer. In the end, it had to take Chairman Adekoka himself to hold my hand and walk me out of his office to get on my cameraman into my private vehicle to move to the Joy News offices because the crowd that was gathering outside of the Greater Accra Regional um, mm. Headquarters of the party were becoming, you know, very, very Large. charged and they wanted to beat us and so on and so forth. And that is the implication of irresponsible chatter. That is the implication of unguarded, and if you like, Oklomaf, as uh, um, um, somebody, um, um, the the major, major general do like to say, you know, Oklomaf. Mm. If, if, if you do that, if you do that, these yeah, are the implications. And I don't think that... Because, because in... in, in I mean, in 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 twenty in twenty twelve, when um, President Akufuado rejected, then candidate Akufuado rejected the results of as announced by um, the then chairman of the electoral commission. I vividly remember that there was this um, mass up of party supporters at the Obras Port at Circle at the time, 
where MPP leaders were making very charged up statements. And then similarly, they said that journalists were in cahoots with the EC to project then President John Mahama as the winner, even though candidate Akufado had won. And a similar situation happened where journalists were actually brutally beaten. I think someone even nearly lost his eye. One of the journalists even nearly lost his eye. So it's 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 really a cause for concern. If we want to build the kind of country we want, if we 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 pride ourselves as the biggest democracy in Africa, we are always happy whenever we are called by Westerners as Democrats. But really, some of our actions do not portray that we are Democrats. You, you get it. And so, um, um, as Manuel is saying, we we our political actors have to have to look at it and then um but really as um, um worship was saying it's also a matter of speech so where do we draw the line between free speech and irresponsible talk so uh, it's it's but, it's but one of those places it's a balance institution which institution for instance, which institution for instance instance we know we know that a, a, a youth organizer, a constituency youth organizer of the NDC in the Ashanti region is currently standing trial for having made, you know, very. But he was um, more categorical, really. He wasn't. No, no, but, about... but, 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 but let, let, let me, let me, let me, let You like to jump into conclusion. Let, let me land, yeah? And they, he was quite categorical, yes? And he's currently. That may be termed criminal speech. In, in, in itself, yes? But when people have raised such concerns, and you cannot leave the the resolution of these um, matters in the hands of political parties because as i've demonstrated to you when the ndc is in power they do the same thing when the mpp is in power they do the same thing okay. that is where okay. the police comes but no that is where we cannot, that, that, that's we cannot society uh, rely on the political parties themselves no. to moderate their speech then really because the political parties come into government and form the superstructure of the state so if at the political party level, we cannot depend on their leaders to moderate their speech, then really what do we want as a nation? <laughs> because I, I do not see how the institutions of state right, right. So, so you, by uh, the political parties that come into government. Okay. Yeah, Kweku, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I, I put some question to Julius about he sort of ignoring what Dom Ahmad said, and I want to come to him briefly on that. But I want to hear from from worship, worship. But I'll come to Julius. You have to make, you have to explain why you conveniently left out the revolutionary Mahama comments. So you understand why, worship. Okay, I, I mean, I was saying that I think uh, we are placing too much value on particularization of speech in such an instance. The, the issue really is that we may never know to the extent a particular statement may incite chaos, whether or not it is particularized or it is. Categorize whether or not it is very specific or it is not specific, because the people who would take these words and act on them would not need certain strict reasons to act on them. They would just need the, the basis of the personality of the individual in question and would act on them. And I'm very much particular about their words because you know it it, it has a way of not just about jeopardizing the peace we, we enjoy, but also you know giving us a reflection of our history as a people. Because you remember in the 31st December case, when the apex court of the land, at the time I had lost the view of the celebration of the coup d'etat, and Abid DSC made a very profound statement, and he said that, given that we have all other people 
resolves to accept this constitution, it means that we have decided to do away with it. It was a dictatorship. And so if an individual would say that regardless of the outcome or regardless of the situation, we as a party are not willing to hand over power. And another, pa- another person would also say that this is a do and die affair and that we will also resist any such instances. Then I don't think that we should even make it an issue of which party made a very a lesser. Exactly, exactly. Know, and, and, and that's actually where Julius should be coming in. And this is where Julius should be coming in to be explaining why he left out those comments by former President John Mahama. Even, Here's before, the point. Before, I do Julius not think that in, the comments by the ex-president should be countenance. Even before Julius comes in, let me say this. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not one that is, um, you know, acceptable, given the fact that the, the revolution he was referring to, the outcome of it was not one that was desirable for some people in this country. And if we have decided to move away from that, I don't think that any of us should be tracing anything to that kind of revolution. However, my reason for majoring on the incumbent president is this. Within the period from 2016, when he took over power, and I emphasize that the 2016 election, which gave him power, how many people were killed for him to become president? None. But for him to retain power, eight people were killed. And he said nothing about it. That is my problem. It is not a matter of who said what more than the other. It is a matter of the lives we are losing and under the presidency of President Ekufuado. And he seems to say nothing about it. And it's just no, out no, no, but you know, I, I frankly that others disagree. are even incited. Indeed. To no, no, no. Indeed. indeed. If, indeed, you have the, you have the, you know, the, the freedom to go after the president that he has not responded to these instances. Mm. But the, the discussion we are having currently has started because two personalities, high profile personalities of the two biggest parties in the country have made certain statements that have the probability to bring about the same killings that you are worried about. And so your stance should not even be, you know, the constitutional responsibility to protect the lives of the citizens of this country. And so if state security forces who are under his command brutally assault citizens, maim citizens, kill eight citizens, and he doesn't speak about it, then what he, the indication that gives to people is Is that that he endorses it. We can get red security forces to kill people and then nothing is going to happen. Right. That, that so we are we are almost out of time i have just a little over three minutes really so i want to do one last round and you tell me what you think the police should be doing all right should i be taking these things head on for instance these petitions that have gone for the arrest and prosecution of john mahama what should the police do with it Are, can they arrest John Mahama within this period? Can they arrest Brana Champo now? Julius, let me start with you. Well, I, I see the whole petition thing as a political gymnastics that they are playing. Uh, because Brian made a comment recently and the public, you know, is on his case. And talking about him, we must quickly bring John Mahama back into the conversation as a way of diluting 
the Bryant situation. So it's a political display that they are making, which is not going to materialize into anything. So I don't even place any much value on that. But the police themselves, they have a duty to look at the situation. The question is whether or not they would be able to even prosecute people. So some have said that they've not seen anything around the, the eight people who died uh, at Techiman, at so maybe... Uh, they, they have. They, they have. They, everybody saw people being shot. The videos are there. Yeah, so, uh, but, what so, I'm saying so, is that they are saying that the police haven't taken my decision. Of course. That, that's, I'm coming to that. So I'm saying that the, five the, petitions, the petitions and all those things are political things. They are not going to materialize into anything. But the real issues are there. The issues of people being killed are there. The people who shot the guns are the people. What, what happened to them? So the police should go after those issues. When we see MPs in, in the chamber taking ballot papers and running and chewing them, there should be repudiation for that. When politicians mount platforms and make threatening comments, there should be repudiation for that. Not that you wait, then each politician comes says they have brought petition to you. Those petition things, we'll, they won't we'll do, go we'll do anywhere. anything. The police should take real action on the real issues. And let's move forward. Right. 15 seconds. I, I wanted to be like Songo, I give you two seconds, but I think 15 seconds will be enough. What do you think the police should be doing? 15 seconds. Uh, quick, are, you, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, and I'm giving okay, you 15 sorry, seconds. You so tell me what Great. you think the police should be doing. I wanted to be like Songo and give you two seconds, but I think 15 seconds is generous. Uh, I'll take that. Well, uh, you know that the law makes it clear that prosecution is at the behest hey, of the attorney Nonetheless, nonetheless, there are other agencies that could invoke the power of the police. For example, uh, um, individuals can lodge a complaint before the district court for someone a warrant to be issued, and the police will be under duty to execute it. Uh, but for me, the key point really is that we need to balance the harmony of the state as against the edge to arrest and prosecute in such instances because of the personalities involved. And whether or not Are we saying that personalities can say whatever they want and not get any consequence? I think that is something we should be concerned about. But worship, thank you very much. Mano, one second. If you're able to tell me anything within a second as to what you want the police to, to do. Your one second is actually up already. So guys, this is how we end the show today on Gun. I gave you a second. You could not you could not say anything in the one second to be able to to make that point. So point um, you know, at least to close us. That's as we have the peace accords that we sign, I don't think that really the police has to go around and, you know, arresting people. They have no business deciding on pe for people what they, they should say. I think it's a matter of free speech. But as we have the peace accord in the 2020 elections, let political parties themselves commit to regulating peace. Really, the people in power, it, it goes to their benefit. Otherwise, uh, if there's a coup d'etat, for instance, the military will say, oh, surrender your power. Talking about coup d'etat and you just did a coup d'etat of the host. I gave you a second. You've gone for 10 seconds. But that, guys, this is how we end the show. We've had a very interesting, a very beautiful conversation about this political rhetoric and what will happen going into 2024 if these are not checked. Um, worship, you gave us fantastic legal perspective to this. No wonder you are the LSU president at Gimpa. I'm, I'm told Julius is also eyeing a similar something at University of Ghana. We'll talk about that later. But Julius is also a former general secretary at Nukes. He 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 also was the the what, 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 he's actually still a law student. And then my colleague Manuel Crantin joined us from the United Kingdom to share some perspective with us. He's looking really fresh. I think I need to get some visa and go to UK some. And then Divine Adam Kwajode also joined us today. So the local room is up next with the lads. My name is Kweku Asante. 
next week. Hopefully, everyone will be back, or I'll be back here for another exciting edition of Ghana Connect. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Domestic titles across the ocean resume after the frantic midweek action in Europe. In England, the EPL leaders are wary of dropping points as their closest challengers gather more steam. Again to Gabriel Martinelli, looking for Jesus! Pinpoint perfection from the Premier League leaders. Scintillating cross. Give this man a call when you need a goal. It's on the attack here though, it's good play. And Mo Salah does fire it home. Play from Alexander Arnold, beats Zinchenko, puts in a good cross. And Roberto Firmino sees it home. Good skill from Liverpool down that right hand side. Arsenal have been clinging on for large chunks of this second 45. Alexander Arnold back to Salah again. Oh, what a save from Ramsdale. Arsenal play another London derby with so much on it. Suddenly, champions Manchester City will hope to pound. See if there's another slip in any shape or form. But must win against Leicester City first. We have a full roundup of games to come in the English Premier League ahead. In Spain, Barcelona's 13-point lead is nearly impossible to surpass. Napoli have a 16-point gap between themselves and closest challengers in Italy too. That's unassailable. But the race is on in Germany. Evening. Borussia Dortmund are separated by just two points with so much on it this weekend. League A has Paris Saint-Germain top but their lead is threatened. We have a full preview of games to come in Italy, Spain, Germany and France. We'll be in Serbia to bring you updates on the ongoing tournament for the national under-17 men's football team, the Black Starlets, and we'll be around the world to bring you news from boxing, NBA and tennis. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello from me, George Ada Jr. And welcome to The Locker Room. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr.
so much for staying with us on The Locker Room. Always a pleasure to have you join us and for this wonderful Pacey preview to the sporting weekend. And there's no better place to begin this evening than from football and from Spain. So bad. Bad. Olha, enfiado de bola para o Karim Benzema. E o Yeremi Pino Samuel Chukwueze. Outra agora. Ficou o zagueiro para o segundo. Gol! A geração mostra um a um jogadores da defesa do Via Real. O forte ficou para o Dani Sebaio. Recebe do Baiana. Chukwueze traz para a perna canta. Pro gol! Golaço, golaço, golaço! Yes, Real Madrid slip feather in their bid to close in on leaders Barcelona after 3-2 defeat of VRL. All hopes of catching Barcelona appear to have faded away. But this week presents another opportunity for teams struggling in the relegation zone and fighting for top four to make a difference. So let's have a closer look at the action to come this weekend in La Liga. And joining me on the line is our Spanish football expert and Real Betis reporter, David Whitworth. Thanks, Dave, for your time on the show, as always. Before we get into the midweek action, we witness, let's talk about VRL. Was that sensational 3-2 win against Real Madrid a flash in the pan? Well, if we rewind to last weekend, the standout match was between Real Madrid and VRL at the Santiago Bernabeu. And it was a terrific game, lived up to the billing, five-goal thriller. And it was a win for VRL coming back from 2-1 to, to win 3-2 on the night with two glorious goals from Samuel Chukwuzi. Fantastic player and well worth checking out the goals for the listeners. A beautifully curled left-footed strike and a low left-footed strike into the bottom left-hand corner as well. Giving Kike Setien, the VRL manager, a much-needed win and a famous win at the Santiago Bernabeu to really give their Champions League momentum even more of a push. Yes, they Real Madrid appear to have recovered in that controlled performance against Chelsea in the Champions League in midweek. Is their season now all about the UEFA Champions League? Real Madrid put on a professional performance to beat Chelsea in the Champions League by two goals to nil. That man again, Karim Benzema, you just can't keep him out the headlines. Scoring once again, his 90th goal in the Champions League. Remarkable record for a remarkable player who just keeps on scoring the most important goals for his team. The match was conditioned with the red card by Ben Chilwell in the 55th minute. And Chelsea, for all their travails this season, put on a good show. A lot of spirit that has been instilled by Frank Lampard, the caretaker manager meant that even with the red cards, Real Madrid couldn't break them down so much. And it's a win for Real Madrid, 2-0. Carlo Ancelotti will be pleased, but the, the tie is not completely over. It would be somewhat of a surprise turnaround if Chelsea could do it at Stamford Bridge. But like Fran Lampard said in the press match, uh, post-match press conference, there are special nights that have happened at Stamford Bridge. Just ask him himself. Uh, Chelsea's all-time record goal scorer has been part of Chelsea's folklore in the Champions League. Some famous nights, uh, the Chelsea team that won the Champions League in 2012. So they won't be giving up. They will be giving up.